Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our one-page books of the Bible. This week, we zero in on 3 John. This book is about three leaders in an Asia Minor church, two good and one bad. John instructs the believers to imitate the upright Christian leaders so that they, quote-unquote, grow up spiritually mature. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, What Will You Be When You Grow Up? After the apostles died off, and we're down to just one now by the time this is written, only John was alive. And so in many places where an apostle may have settled for some time, um, and the apostle goes to be with the Lord, there, there could have been somewhat of a power vacuum, authority vacuum, and, and there may have been a struggle to, uh, to take authority and the oversight of the churches. And, and ever since, well, the church, capital C, has had to deal with men like Diotrephes. I want to paint a picture of this kind of, uh, of person for you. Consider this like the police sketch. It's a, it's a composite drawing from several perspectives. What, what John says here are the things we know from the Scripture and, um, and, frankly, 50 years of ministry experience. You can describe a person like this. Let me, let, let me see if I can paint the picture for you. Number one, he is in leadership. He, he loves to be first. So he probably volunteers frequently and loudly um, and, and says he's willing to do almost anything. Uh, you want to do the jobs that nobody else wants to do, you'll be welcome to do that, and then you can do that and get some attention, and you can parlay that into more and more responsibility. And people like that, usually in one way or another, subtly or otherwise, let it be known that they want to be in leadership. Well, sure, I'll take that over. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do that for you. You relax. Take a month off. I'll, I'll cover that for, for now. Second thing is, he doesn't submit to others once he has been accepted in their circles. He does not accept what we say. Now, he clings tenaciously to his own opinions and his own convictions, but since he works so hard, people are usually unwilling to challenge him. That's why 1 Timothy and Titus have such clear instructions that, uh, that Paul said, you know, wherever, wherever he went, they were appointing elders in every church, and there should be elders in every church. There should be a plurality of leaders. And if you happen to be a, a, a teaching pastor, you need to realize that you are a leader among equals. You're not an authoritarian who dictates what everybody does. You lead your co-laborers. And you have to realize you are also an equal among leaders. You have to be willing to realize that God has designed there to be shepherds in the flock, plural. And 
Diotrephes doesn't like that idea. He wants to be the one. A third thing we know about a person like this is that he criticizes people behind their backs. He says he is unjustly accusing us with wicked words. There's one verb translated unjustly accusing, and it, it literally means talking nonsense. He makes things up about other people to lower them in your estimation so that he can rise in his own never-to-be-humble opinion of himself. The Legacy Standard Bible captured that phrase. It says, He unjustly disparaging us with wicked words. Wicked words do a lot of damage. They can ruin good people. They can cause huge problems. It's bad enough when there is a scandal because of sin. That, that always is grievous. But do you understand, especially in our world now, an accusation doesn't have to be true to be devastating. Just has to be in the political direction the winds are blowing these days. So at any moment that someone talks to you about the sins of another person, you are at that moment about to be entangled into a web called gossip. And the spirit of Diotrephes is alive and well in any situation like that. So stop that conversation, call it what it is, and get back to where you belong. Say, why, why are you talking to me about the sins of... I don't think we have a Betty here. Let's call her Betty. How does that help Betty? All you're doing is demeaning Betty in my eyes. Have you talked to Betty about this? And if you have, then you still shouldn't be talking to me. And if you haven't, I'll go with you and we'll talk to Betty about this. Call gossip what it is. Don't let it happen to you. It'll suck you in. And Diotrephes is, boy, he is, he is the Velcro of, of defiling speech. Fourth thing we know about him, his first reaction to most ideas, if they come from somebody else, is opposition. You know, he can be real humble about it, like, well, I'd rather see us do such and such, but, you know, if it's your idea, it can't be a good idea. And if a decision is made and he's not part of it, he'll, he'll cry foul, he'll accuse others of impropriety, he'll make up stuff disparaging them, and why would they want to do that? We know that men like Diotrephes, number five, Nick's creativity, they, they stifle faith, they abhor taking risks. I've heard this one almost verbatim several times in several places over the years. Somebody will say, well, I know about those needs that those missionaries brought to us, but we need to concentrate on meeting the needs in our own congregation before we, we, we reach out. There are plenty of needs here to keep us busy, and that's just wrong. It's never a matter of either meet the needs here or meet the needs there because you'll never meet all of the needs. It's, it's always important to minister to those under your nose and those that you have a chance to influence elsewhere. Neither one works without the other. To, to launch any aspect of ministry is kind of like getting married or having a child. If you want to wait until you are confident that for sure you can afford it, you're going to have a lot of years alone childless. Because that's not how it works. Do what is right. Do what is best. 
minister to the saints, support those who spread the gospel, and trust God to enable you. Another thing about Diotrephes, he's proud of his successful manipulation. He's the guy, if something goes a little bit sideways, he loves to say, I told you so. I tried to tell you that was a bad idea. Number seven, he, he corrupts others. John said, do not imitate what is evil. Why else would he say that if Diotrephes wasn't a corrupting influence, his hypercritical, ultra-conservative, play-it-safe attitude? No, we need to, we need to think about what, what can we possibly do by God's grace for His glory. And then let's go that way. Diotrephes won't like that. And finally, most importantly, he may not be a Christian. He might be a tear among the wheat who is able to make people think he's the real thing and do his evil. Why else would John say the one who does evil has not seen God? But he's talking about somebody in the church. Satan loves to infiltrate. And Diotrephes is an example of an infiltrator more than likely. So, I want to suggest to you, make a few suggestions. If you should ever be in a situation like this, how should we deal with modern diatrophesis? Yeah, I said that on purpose and I'm going to leave it right there. I've met several versions of this guy over the years and the, every pastor will tell you the stories and it doesn't have to be a pastor. The most valuable thing John could possibly have done was to bring this guy to light, expose him, and he needs to be confronted. So here is how to deal with a diatrophies, primarily for leaders, of course, but this applies to all of this. We need to know this. Number one, call behavior what it is. If you smell manipulation in the vicinity, sniff out the source and deal with it. Sometimes these people are manipulators so committed to it that they don't even realize that they're doing it. Number two, realize he might be just too immature for the position to which he's risen. 1 Timothy 3.10 and and uh, 5.22 tell us that uh, if you've helped somebody get into a position of influence and leadership they weren't ready for, you share responsibility for the results. That's why we're so um, rigorous to vet those that we put before you and say these are going to serve us as our leaders for the next year. And sometimes a person can be, well, called laying on hands too suddenly, not ready for it, and that causes grief to that person, but it can also turn them into a diatrophies. And, and it may be that he was able to get there because somebody else wasn't playing the position they should have been playing on the team. So realize that there are a lot of factors in play here, but don't be afraid to deal with it. So if necessary, number three, have a showdown. Speak the truth by all means. Sometimes you have to say, brother, are, are you on board or not? Do you want this to succeed Are you putting your efforts behind us being able to spread the gospel the best we can and to help those who spread it where we can't? Speak the truth, but always speak it in love. Don't forget, 2 John is also here. I think it's a lot better to spend a little time recovering from a blowout 
than to deal constantly and perpetually with a slow leak. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.